Hello, this is Veronica from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 23rd of June. The political drama in Maharashtra continues to unfold, with rebel Shiv Sena leader Eknath Shinde tweeting a letter listing grievances the party's MLAs allegedly had against Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre. The letter written by MLA Sanjay Shirsat and addressed to Thakre said the chief minister had not been accessible and that the gates of Thakre's home were never opened to MLAs. The letter also alleged that some MLAs were stopped from visiting Ayodhya and therefore asked whether Hindutva and the Ram Mandir remained on the party's agenda. The letter was released a day after Thakre said he would resign as chief minister if his MLAs wanted to. The drama in the state began on 21st of June when Shinde and at least 17 MLAs allegedly broke contact with the party, a day after the Mahavikas Aghadi suffered a blow in the state legislative council elections, losing one of the six seats it ran for. Since then, 30 other MLAs have joined the rebel group. Shiv Sena leader Deepak Kesarkar, who joined the rebel MLAs, said today that they do not want Thakre to resign as chief minister. Instead, he claimed they want Thakre to form an alliance with the BJP and form a new government with a natural ally. A video released by Shinde's faction reportedly showed 42 MLAs together at the Guwahati Hotel where they have been camping out. On the other hand, party leader Sanjay Raut has said that the Shiv Sena is ready to walk out of the MVA coalition but has asked the rebels to come back to Mumbai in a day. Meanwhile, Workers from the Trinamool Congress held protests outside the Guwahati Hotel, accusing the state BJP of ignoring public issues and focusing on politics in Maharashtra. The police detained some of the workers, saying they did not have permission to stage demonstrations. Union Health Minister Mansuk Mandavia chaired a high-level meeting today over the rising cases of COVID in the country. The meeting will include Union Health Secretary Rajesh Bhushan, AIMS Director Dr. Randeep Guleria, ICMR Director General Dr. Balram Bhargava, NCDC Director Sujit Singh, among other core experts, according to Times Now. The meeting comes as India registered 13,313 COVID-19 cases and 38 linked deaths in the last 24 hours, according to the Union Health Ministry. The total COVID tally stands at over 4 crore 33,000, with 83,990 active cases. The death toll has crossed 5,24,000. The active cases comprise 0.19% of the total infections, while the recovery rate is at 98.6%. So far, India has administered 196.62 crore COVID-19 vaccines. As of today, 90.7 crore people in India are fully vaccinated. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 538 million people, claiming the lives of over 6.3 million, according to the World Health Organization. Today, Tripura reported 51.77% voter turnout by 1pm for the assembly seat by-elections which kicked off in the morning. By-polls for three Lok Sabha seats and seven assembly seats took place today in six states. The three Lok Sabha seats up for election were Azamgarh and Rampur in Uttar Pradesh and Sangroor in Punjab. On the other hand, polls for the seven assembly seats took place in Delhi, Jharkhand, Andhra Pradesh and Tripura. In Tripura, bypolls for Agartala and town Bardovali are being held as BJP MLA's Sudeep Roy Burman and Ashish Saha resigned and joined the Congress earlier this year. In town Bardovali, Chief Minister Manik Saha will face off against Ashish Kumar Saha of the Congress. In Punjab, voter turnout for bipoles for Sangroor 
was at over 22%. The bipoles in the constituency were needed as Chief Minister Bhagwant Maan, who was the former MP there, resigned after he won the state assembly elections from Dhuri. Among those contesting for the seat are Aap's Gurmail Singh, Congress's Dalveer Singh Goldi and the BJP's Keval Dhillon. In Uttar Pradesh, Azamgarh and Rampur reported a 28% combined turnout. The Samajwadi Party fielded Akhilesh Yadav's cousin Dharmendra Yadav for the Azamgarh seat. The BJP has fielded Dinesh Lal Yadav and the BSP has fielded Shah Alam for the seat. In the Andhra Pradesh bipoles, Atmakur witnessed a 44% voter turnout. The YSR Congress Party fielded Vikram Reddy. Reddy is the brother of late party MLA Mekapati Gautam Reddy. The BJP has fielded G. Bharat Kumar Yadav. For Delhi's Rajinder Nagar seat, the voter turnout was reported at over 26% at 1pm. However, this increased to 40.65% by 5pm. In Delhi, Durgesh Pathak of the AAP is running against Rajesh Bhatia of the BJP and Prem Lata of the Congress for the seat. The seat became vacant after AAP's Raghav Chadha was elected to the Rajya Sabha. The AIA-DMK held its General Council meeting today amid scenes of chaos and commotion, including party leader O. Paneer Selvam walking out of the meeting venue in Chennai. The meeting was scheduled amidst a struggle for control between Paneer Selvam and former Chief Minister E.K. Palani Swami. The AIA-DMK presently functions under both leaders. The Palani Swami faction wants this to be changed to single leadership, while Paneer Selvam wants the status quo to continue. During the meeting, Paneer Selvam was heckled. 23 resolutions on the agenda were not discussed, as members instead demanded unitary leadership. Senior leader C.V. Shanmugam said party members had rejected all 23 proposals. According to Indian Express, Deputy Secretary K.P. Munusami agreed and announced that the resolutions would be passed only after a resolution for unitary leadership was included. Video footage showed bottles being thrown at Paneer Selvam as he walked out of the venue with his associates, while Palani Swami was handed a crown by his supporters. The next meeting is scheduled for 11th of July. The meeting followed a 2am hearing of the Madras High Court, which restrained the AIA-DMK General Counsel from taking a decision on single leadership. The case was heard at the home of Justice M. Durai Swami in Chennai. The ruling specified that no bylaws can be written that would open the door for a single leadership. Last week, party workers of the AIA-DMK had voiced their desire to return to a single leadership because they believed the dual leadership structure was failing. The structure had been established by Paneer Selvam and Palani Swami after Jaya Lalita's death in 2016. Prime Minister Narendra Modi today met the NDA government's presidential candidate Draupadi Murmu in Delhi. Murmu is scheduled to file her nomination tomorrow. The election takes place on 18th of July, with Ramnath Kovin's term ending on 24th of July. If elected, Murmu will be the first tribal president of India. According to the Hindustan Times, Murmu's nomination papers are being prepared at the residence of Parliamentary Affairs Minister Pralad Joshi. The Prime Minister, BJP President J.P. Nadda and Senior Ministers Rajnath Singh and Amit Shah will be among those proposing her nomination. In a Twitter post, Modi said that Murmu's nomination had been appreciated across India and praised her understanding of grassroots problems and vision for India's development. The opposition proposed former Union Minister Yashwant Sinha as their candidate for the polls. Listeners, the presidential polls will be held next month. After huge speculation, both the NDA and the opposition have nominated their candidates for India's highest office position. 
Some would say that the nomination of Draupadi Murmu is set to turn a new page in the Rashtrapati Bhavan. But what does the nomination say about the BJP's political messaging? If you would like some perspective on this, you can read Anand Vardhan's piece on Murmu's nomination on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Tribal Ties, East India Outreach, Sulking Allies, Why Draupadi Murmu Ticks All Boxes for BJP. We're able to bring you such opinion pieces, analysis and reports because we don't depend on governments, political parties or corporations for ads. We rely only on you to support us. So, if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. Ukraine is set to become an official candidate for the European Union today. Although a candidature does not mean instant membership, this will reportedly be a morale boost for the country, which has been at war with Russia since February this year. Meanwhile, key advisor to Volodymyr Zelensky, Oleksiy Arestovich, has said that the battle for the eastern twin cities of Severodonetsk and Lysychansk has reached a fierce climax. He said that Russian forces could soon surround the twin cities and cut them off from Ukrainian territory. In the wake of this, Zelensky has said today that Ukraine needs to free its land and achieve victory quickly. Last night, in a video address, the Ukrainian president had said that there were massive air and artillery strikes in Donbass. After capturing the port city of Mariupol, Russia has been heavily attacking the eastern region of Ukraine in an attempt to capture the Donbass region. It is supported in its mission by separatist elements in the region. According to Reuters, hundreds of civilians remain trapped in a chemical plant in Severodonetsk. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.